Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Our guest today is impact cultivator, chief creator of the Green Business Impact. He's a father, ecopreneur, podcaster, and coach working to make the world a greener place by helping ecopreneurs scale their businesses through the power of harnessing their own creativity. During this episode, we talked about how his sustainable journey actually started, some ecopreneurs for you to keep an eye on, as well as giving you some tips when you want to move into the ecopreneur space. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Billy Fetzner. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much, Mariska. You are absolutely so welcome. Billy, you've got quite an interesting journey and I want to kind of start like where your sustainable journey actually started. Yeah, well, you know, it's really been since I was a very young kid. I've always been really obsessed with learning about animals and learning about the environment. And so even when I was going to school on my first day of kindergarten and or our career day in kindergarten, I dressed up as a marine biologist because I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, study animals and save the world. (laughs) So like, it's always been like really big for me, like ever since, you know, being a kid, just always having this passion for the environment, really wanting to make a difference in the world. And so that's really what kind of led my my whole career choices and what I chose in school to like classes to take and what I majored in, it was all really around this idea of like, hey, like I really want to help with animal conservation and being able to make this world a more sustainable place for us to live and thrive. And especially since I have, since about, you know, a year and a half ago when my son was born, he really kicked off this like, passion in me and this drive to do more for our environment, to be more sustainable and really fight against climate change because, you know, I knew that we really needed to tackle this huge problem of climate change and being sustainable, being more sustainable than we are. That's really what was a big driving force because I want him to be able to enjoy such an amazing world that we live in right now for his life and for you know future generations after that and knowing that this is just our our beginning and we need to be able to last for a long time and so that's really what really spurred me to start going in a more okay what actions can I take but really being able to you know move forward so yeah that's really kind of where it all started for me was like back when I was just a kid <laughs> just go learning about kids and <laughs> learning about animals what it sounds like when we are all kids and I mean there might be some of our crazy birds out there uh, that can really relate to this you know you've got this joy and passion for all of the things that you want to explore and nature is a big part of it. I remember as a, as a child actually wanting to climb trees and 
wanting to build a tree house and just like be within nature most of the time. And then we kind of grow up and that like kind of adventure side of us that, you know, wants to explore more and just like see what nature's got to offer. That kind of gets pushed to the side, I feel, a lot of the times. And it's really like you've said, you kind of look at it from the eyes of a child, you see things different. And funny enough, I actually met our neighbor's little baby this evening, and he's only now like two days old. (laughs) So very tiny. And when you kind of look at this absolute perfect little human, and you're like, wow, what is the world going to be like when you're my age? You know, are we actually going to have a planet left, you know, and if we don't do something So it's really, really great how your circle, like full circle has come from sustainability to what you are now. Yeah, I mean, it was all very, like, very much a passion of mine to learn about animals and their behavior. And one of the things that I could never get away from during any of those books that I would read or anything that I would learn was all about, you know, we are destroying their habitat. We are these populations are declining and there's all these things that are happening. Their climate is changing. So they're not able to survive in the same places that they were before. And they're having to migrate long distances and all these other things that were, you know, causing these populations to decline. And, you know, I couldn't, couldn't get around like the impact that we are having on these species and knew that, you know, I had to do something about it, especially because when I was a kid, I felt very helpless. Like, how do I even impact something that is so humongous? Like, and a lot of like, you know, what the message was back then was, hey, go right to your politician or somebody in local government or somebody in the Senate or Congress or something like that. And it's like, okay, but how is that going to affect a bird species in Central America? What is that actually going to be able to do? How much are they actually going to be able to impact that? And so like, as a kid, I always knew like, all right, I need to, you know, when I grow older, be able to have more of an impact and need to go out there and find a way to help these species. And what I realized too, was that, okay, like I could help, you know, a single species survive and be able to adapt and work with humans in that environment and help them be able to work together so that they're living optimally and all that kind of stuff. But if the climate is not in a good place. And if we're not able to have a climate that can sustain us, climate that can sustain life in 50 years, then it doesn't matter what I do for a single species. So that was a, that was a big part of it too. Yeah. Oh, well, you've just mentioned climate change and obviously we are in a absolute climate crisis. Some of our crazy birds that might be in Europe at the moment with all of these heat waves and things like things are definitely changing at a rapid pace. But there is so many, I would say, negative feelings and negative like surrounding climate change and climate crisis. A lot of people kind of feel at this point that, you know, I don't even want to touch it because, you know, it's just doom and gloom. So how can we actually cut through some of that negativity surrounding climate change? Well, you know, that's one of the big reasons that I started my podcast was really to get the message out there that it's not all doom and gloom. Like there are some really great things happening out in the world right now. So like 
I interview every week, I interview ecopreneurs who are out there fighting against climate change and speaking with them and talking with them, you just get so much inspiration for and almost all this really, really good hope for what can happen for the world because they're doing extremely innovative stuff in terms of like green energy and um, in terms of making companies more sustainable through the circular economy, like all this really amazing stuff that they're doing and they're having such a really big impact. It's like, it's really uplifting to really be able to interview them, to talk to them. And also it's a great contrast to all that doom and gloom news out there because there's, there's so much of that out there, but it can be, you know, really refreshing to hear some really great, great news about these companies and these entrepreneurs who are doing such great work to really make a difference in climate change. So that's how I try to do it. It's through, you know, my podcast, we are interviewing these great companies, um, is just being able to let them know that, you know, everything's not all doom and gloom. And there's also a really great book. I forget the author's name, but I'll have to send it to you afterwards, but it's called uh, Drawdown. And he talks about, you know, we have all the technology and everything we need right now to not only just stop producing more CO2 than we're taking in, be net zero, but also to go the opposite direction, to start taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and other uh, global warming agents out of the atmosphere. We have the technology to be able to do that at a global scale, but right now is such a critical period because we need to go and implement them. We need to make those things happen. And one of the great things that I like to try to do on my podcast is showcase those companies that are trying to make that happen, that are out there being able to create more sustainable processes for companies or create new ways of green energy and through hydrogen, through solar energy, through wind, just all sorts of really, really cool innovations that that they have going on out there. It's been it's been really, really cool. Oh, that sounds amazing. And in the last couple of weeks or something, me and my husband actually started watching, I think it's called In the Future. It's on Netflix. It's literally like small segments of what the future holds when it comes to like different aspects. So there was like fashion and architecture and, you know, skyscrapers and how a lot of these things is really taking sustainability that step further. We, instead of having a building that's made of concrete, we will have buildings that is actually grown from plants. And, you know, that's all got all of these natural, you know, environments and that, you know, your house plants, how that is, you know, actually used to purify the air. And, you know, at the moment, we, we don't look at all those things as in depth, but, you know, in the future, it could be so many great sustainable things. So yeah, I, I absolutely love learning more about these companies. And I certainly saw quite a few really fascinating characters on your podcast as well. Through your work, you have found so many like ecopreneurs. Is there any in particular ones that you've come across that you would kind of mention to our crazy birds and say like, hey, keep an eye on this company or, you know, this, this is something that's going to be really epic for the future. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there are there are a couple that I would definitely highlight for sure. So one that was definitely my favorite to do was the one that I did with the Rubbish Project. So his the Rubbish Project is the name of the company, and his name is uh, Connor Bryant. Is the ecopreneur that I interviewed, and it was really really cool what he is doing because one of the best parts about that interview was like, it just completely changed my perspective on so many things that he was saying, because it really was like the first time that I really like started understanding this idea of like, okay, plastic isn't all bad. Like, you know, you could have reasons why using plastic in certain situations is a good thing. And actually like the original reason for like creating plastic bags was to actually decrease the amount of resources needed to create a paper bag. So it was like kind of this like really opposing thinking. And what I definitely would like, you know, all your crazy birds to pay attention to in that interview is just like, you know, the ideas of like really understanding what it means to be sustainable and what it means for companies to be more sustainable, because it's not always like the thing that might be the mainstream ideas about something, but you really have to consider in each situation, like what is the amount of resources being used? What are the trade-offs in each situation? And so like his company, what they do is they go and help and consult with major companies and say to them like, okay, you are producing 5 million tons of plastic or whatever you need to find a way to like, okay, take your resource from the beginning and then when it's delivered to the consumer and then used, how can you get that and bring it back to the beginning so they can start using those raw resources again? So that was like a really, really fun interview for me just because it, you know, changed a lot of my mindset and really understanding like what it means to be sustainable, which is like really, really cool. So I definitely encourage any of your your crazy birds to take a look at that interview because it was really, really cool. We'll definitely link that up in the show notes as well. So everyone go over to the show notes and it would be there for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And it is really fascinating how we need to kind of look at the entire picture because if we do compare a single-use plastic bag with a 100% organic cotton reusable bag, we need to also realize that That reusable bag has had a lot of resources that went into it, a lot more than that plastic bag. So in order for us to actually make it as efficient as possible, we need to use that bag like, you know, hundreds of times. And this will really just depend on where the fabric's from, where it was made, like kind of the carbon footprint of it. But there's so many aspects that you need to take into account. But the thing is that I always say to people that, you know, it only works if you actually reuse it because there's no point in going to the store every single time and get your your bags and then every single time buying a proper fabric reusable bag. Yeah, they're great, but, you know, just remember them and then you don't have to have all these resources that's going to lie somewhere in a cupboard and then one day you're going to open this cupboard and be like, oh, my goodness, I've got like, a hundred reusable bags. I might just get rid of all of them. So yeah, it's definitely something to to think about. So I will link that episode up so that our crazy birds can just like have a have a think about some of this stuff. We've kind of touched on on your podcast. 
It's called The Green Business Impact. So it's on a, your YouTube channel and you've got the podcast as well. And I was very fortunate enough to be a guest on your podcast. And I just want to like give a shout out to you because our crazy birds might not know this. But I was like, oh, this is like a really convenient time for me that this interview is. And then when I heard uh, where you were and it was like 3 a.m. in the morning and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so time zones and podcast is not always great, but I, I definitely re- appreciate you <laughs> getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning to have a, a full on conversation with me. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, so please tell us more about about your podcast. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, it's, I interview ecopreneurs who are out there fighting against climate change and really being able to, you know, feature them on the podcast and also just like really understanding more about sustainability and how we can live more sustainably. And so really like what I love to feature and, and special on the podcast is, is those ecopreneurs who are doing that. Um, I also have included through the podcast i interview other coaches business coaches who are doing other great work as well so there's a so there's that side of things as too where i'm also interviewing coaches who can help these ecopreneurs grow their business so we kind of like have a audience of ecopreneurs who are you know out there trying to understand what else what anybody else is doing in this huge field of green industries and then on the other side being able to give people who are interested in green energy and sustainability and the fight against climate change and want to hear some positive climate news and the climate action that is happening out out in the world like that's a really really great resource to to be able to do that just be able to hear some some positive things happening (laughs) because there is a lot of really great things happening and also a way for like anybody who wants to get more involved like we are featuring a number of businesses a number of companies that need your support you know they need either some financial investments because they're doing some crowdfunding or they have ways to, you know, spread the news, be able to share posts that they go up on social media and, and all sorts of other things. So it's really a great way to just, you know, learn and be able to dive into this space of what's going on with climate change. How can we impact it? How can we make it even better? And so that's why I'd love having you on the, the podcast as well, just because how we can live more sustainably and think about, you know, zero waste and being able to think of waste in a different way is, is always a really, really great thing. Like I had another ecopreneur on my podcast as well, who is using wastewater and finding a way to make it a resource for companies, for municipalities to really be able to use again. He's using this unique filtration process where he actually instead of using like he has these usually in the filtering out with water and trying to get impurities out and all sorts of other stuff, you usually have some type of membrane that you flow the water through. What he did instead was he swirled the water. So he took the water and swirled it. And so now you have all the impurities and everything, they're heavy. And so they get thrown to the outside. And that's actually where his membrane is on the outside, but the water stays in the middle. And so it creates this a much purer process of cleaning the water, of making it more pure. And then it's able to separate all of the impurities without using a bunch of chemicals and all those sorts of other stuff to try to purify it. 
to make it be able to be used again. So that company was called Swirl Text, and we'll have to link that as well. But there's just a lot of really cool things going on out there to to make this world a, a better place. And I tried to use the podcast as a place to kind of showcase that. I love that. And definitely at this this point, you know, I honestly feel that this is such an exciting time because, yeah, we do have all of these issues with climate change. But I think, you know, we've got such an amazing youth generation that wants change and they are not scared of rolling up the sleeves and actually doing something about this, you know, whether it is creating an app that doing something really awesome to actually creating a product that can clean water or actually change people's lives. So it's definitely exciting times that you we are in. You've also covered like quite a few episodes about sustainable homes, as some of my crazy birds might know, like kind of my backgrounds actually in interior design. I studied a BA in interior design and I used to be an interior designer in my previous life, I would say. What advice can you give our crazy birds when it comes to either like updating like their existing home to be a bit more sustainable or if they are in that that like kind of stage where they can design from scratch, you know, like the world's your oyster, you can do anything. Like kind of, do you have any tips like what we can do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, like what I have seen, especially in the couple of interviews that I've done and what I've just seen from things that I've been interested in and looking up is if you can see a need in your house of something that might be able to be more sustainable, it probably can be. Like there, there are products out there where you can you can make it so much more sustainable. So the interviews that I did were with Power From Within Clean Energy Society was the main one that I started with. And he uses, he has a way of creating homes that are modular. And so he's going to be able to have a lot of benefits for using these shipping containers. Basically, you take those shipping containers and you modify them to be able to create different sections of the house and you use those as kind of your structure. And there's a lot of benefits to using that because like there are so many of these shipping containers that get shipped from China and other areas of the world to the US. And then they either get shipped back empty or they get just left in places. And so being able to take these these containers and being able to reuse them is a really great way to make our world more sustainable and be able to reuse in different ways. And plus they have a lot of other benefits to them too. Like they're fire resistant and they're are able to be made so much more strong and, and all sorts of other stuff. And what I think was really cool about what he does as well is that he's also integrating other things. So he has aquaponics going on in his system. So he has like a, little pond where he's got fish that you can use as a food resource, but then he's using those, the excrement and nutrients that come from the fish after they're, you know, fish eating and then filters that back through a system of using vertical farming and other forms of agriculture so that you're actually able to grow food. You can have your fish as kind of like your protein supplement. And it's all created within this aquaponics 
culture, all sustainable right in your home. And then also, and he has, you know, those for sale on his website too. But then he's also got a bunch of other solar products that he's looked up. So like things for the kitchen, being able to have like a solar oven and all sorts of other things. So like I mentioned at the beginning, if you've got a thought of like, hey, maybe I can make my home or my kitchen more sustainable, just like go out there on Google, search it up because there is definitely going to be a way of making it more sustainable. I absolutely love that. And talking about having that whole setup and things, probably a lot of our crazy birds that is based in Australia might know US Becker. <laughs> so he actually uh, designed the Future Food System. And that was a building that they kind of built in the middle of one of the squares in Melbourne in Federation Square. And it was kind of a pop-up. I think for about six or nine months, we actually tried to go there, but because of COVID, we couldn't fly, so it was a little bit of an issue. But yeah, that was like a fully self-sustainable house, and they've done quite a few videos on that as well. So that would be definitely something interesting for people to see because you know they had like a just behind the shower wall, there was actually a mushroom wall growing there. You would actually get your your mushrooms. They didn't have a foundation of the the house. So the foundation was kind of flipped upside down. So it was on the top of the house, it was the foundation. And that was in a form of wicker containers that they actually grew food in. So yeah, it was really, really interesting. So that just kind of made me think of that. So I'm going to link that up in the show notes as well. So our crazy birds can have a look at that and you as well, you know, have have a look at that. There's just so much that we can do, even in our own homes. You know, I feel something that's so easy to to do is just like your remote. It's something very small, like, you know, when you need to change the batteries of your remote, instead of going for those cheap, nasty batteries that you need to replace again in a couple of weeks or months, you know, just buy something that's actually rechargeable. I mean, those are just some things, but yeah, I'm sure there's there's loads of other tips and things and a lot of our crazy girls can actually check that out on your podcast as well. So we're going to link that all up. But Billy, there might be some crazy birds that's listening to this episode and thinking, you know, I've got a great like idea for a green like or a sustainable startup or, you know, I've got either a product or something that is in this like ecopreneur space if they're just starting out do you have some like advice for them? one of the, the the big things would be you know listen to my podcast one of the like the questions that I ask every single time from every ecopreneur is what is one tip that they have for anybody looking to start their own green business looking to grow their green business what is one tip they would have for them and so definitely be able to Listen to those, listen to what they have to say, because there have then been some really, really great tips. Like one that I interviewed was uh, Habitair and the CEO there brought up a really, really good point. You know, he said, when you are working for a company or you have your own company that is mission based, right? So you have this like big mission and you think, oh, that's going to definitely sustain me. Like, I'm going to be super excited to get up every single morning and go and, you know, do what I need to do to, you know, make the company grow or, or whatever you need to do, right? Well, he said also that it's really important to think about 
what is going to sustain you on a daily basis? So what is going to be those wins, those little wins, those little pick-me-ups that you can have for on a daily basis to motivate you? Because you can, you'll still find after a while of working in this space, like that you might be thinking to yourself, like, oh, I just like can't have them get the motivation to do today, like, you know, not being able to, to get through it. And you really have to see like, okay, not only is, do you have this like big far out goal of creating this business that's going to have such a huge impact on the world, but you also have to have those daily goals that are going to sustain you on a daily basis to be able to keep going every single day and keep working at something that is such a passion for you and such a motivating force. So I think that definitely was one of like the biggest and best tips that, that I definitely heard from many of those ecopreneurs out there is just being able to, you know, think about what is not only going to be your long-term motivator, but also your daily motivator. Exactly. I love that. And a lot of people might know, but yeah, I am a, quite a big Elon Musk supporter being South African as well. Like a lot of people kind of look at him now and you see, okay, it's this like really wealthy person. But if you've actually been following his career and like everything that that he's done, then you would realize that, you know, it wasn't really an overnight success. There's been a lot of work that's gone in there. There's been many years of rejections and everything that, you know, could go wrong did. And, you know, they, there was points where he literally almost lost everything and still believed in this mission and still continued. And yeah, you know, he is what he is today. But, you know, sometimes we might sit with like a really great idea. And I think we, we've been used to fast paced world. You know, we, we order food, it arrives. We do things, it's here the next day. We've got like all of this like shipping you order stuff online and it's like within an hour or two, it's even here. So everything comes so fast. But when it comes like, you know, in business or things, it can actually take such a long time. And, you know, a lot of people might quit just before they get that breakthrough. So it's kind of, you know, juggling, okay, how, what, what do I do and how do I stay yeah. motivated? So having a mission and having those daily wins will definitely keep you going because if you don't have that, you might still have the mission, but you think, okay, I'm definitely in Mission Impossible at this point. You know? <laughs> it's not going to happen. I like <laughs> so, that. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. And I like, Billy, what would you say has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? Oh, man. I would probably say that... My decision about probably a year and a half ago, like I mentioned before, of, of going to not thinking just about, okay, how can I, you know, save a single species and be able to work on the conservation for a single species, but looking at the earth and what can I do for the fight against climate change was like definitely a huge shift for me and something that I definitely feel will have a much larger impact because with the podcast that I'm doing and um, working with these ecopreneurs, it's, it's really been a chance to not only 
have an impact on the environment because I'm out there, you know, talking about it, but also being able to help these companies grow and expand and really be able to help them connect with other people that they can partner with and other businesses that they can partner with and really be able to grow their businesses and reach that next level. So it's definitely been a huge change for me and something that I'm, I'm really excited about for the future and how much how much of an impact we can really have because it can just you know continue exponentially because as these companies as they grow their company larger and be able to have a bigger impact they can really help us reach those net zero goals because you know we all talk about politicians and different policies that are going on out there and how we need this to change and that to change but what happens faster is when you have a company who's getting paid to do something, they're definitely going to make sure that change happens because that's what they're getting paid to do. Like, you know, you're a, when it's your livelihood and that's your lifestyle and that's the way, you know, you're going to bring food home on the table. You're going to make sure that happens. Whereas like politicians like, okay, well, we can do this in the next five years. It is hard, you know, when when you are kind of in a government sector and things. But I think also that is where us as the public has the opportunity to make sure that we, you know, cast the vote for someone that will represent us, you know, what we believe in. And that, you know, if that is fighting for our environment and, you know, actually working to combat climate change, then, you know, that is something that is still so, so valuable because, you know, we have the power to make those decisions with our balance, but also voting with our money. Like literally every day that you swipe your card or every day that you actually, you know, pay with real cash, you are casting a vote. So if you buy that single-use plastic items every single day, then you are casting a vote and you are saying it's fine, it's okay, it's good. Whereas, you know, if you support some of these ecopreneur projects and you actually support maybe a small mom and pop store that's doing really a lot for sustainability, you're casting a vote with that. So every single time that we swipe, (laughs) we're casting a vote. And we just need to remember that we do have the power to, if these companies are not making money, they will go out of business. So that's the other thing that we also need to consider. That if you keep on supporting them and still say, oh, it's a terrible company, then, you know, we're not really doing our part. Exactly. And, you know, there are a lot of, there's another company that I interviewed that is coming live soon. It's uh, called Planet Sense. And they're trying to make a Amazon of sustainability. So a sustainable Amazon, basically, where instead of, just having only products that are sustainable on their website and on their marketplace. So right now it can be really, really difficult to know whether a company is sustainable, whether they're, you know, just greenwashing or whether their products are actually having a beneficial impact on the environment and things like that. And then also just being able to find all of them out there scattered in, in cyberspace can be really difficult. So rest assured, there's, there are companies coming soon that all have these marketplaces. There's actually a vegan marketplace that I interviewed. They called Shop Like You Give a Damn. And they have 15,000 sustainable products 
and sustainable and vegan products on their marketplace. So that's a place that's live right now. You can go up there and, and shop there right now. So it's definitely something that's coming along and something that's going to become easier and easier as we move into the next you know decade here. So it's really exciting. So it can be even easier for you to go out there and vote with your wallet yeah. um, when these these companies come Shop online. like you give so. a damn, definitely. Yes, <laughs> exactly, that. exactly. So before we move into our final five, I want to take a moment and just thank you all for actually rating and reviewing the podcast, especially on iTunes. I really appreciate it, as well as sharing it with your friends. It really helps the podcast to get discovered and to be listened to many more people that can then join our Crazy Bird tribe. I will be reading out more of these reviews because some of them's really been great and it just touched my heart so much every time when I receive something like this. So today's little shout out goes to the Reinvention Rebel all the way from the US. And she said, it is an inspiring podcast. There's so much joy in Mariska's beautiful podcast. You can feel her passion for the earth and the environment and the people she interviews. I love how she shares actionable things that we can do. This is an awesome podcast. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Reinvention Rebel. And if you want to hear your review next, make sure to leave us that five-star review and I will definitely give you a shout out on the next one. Thank you so much. So let's get back into that final five. What is one social media account or publication that you follow? I follow How You Can Save a Planet. Um, It's a podcast that I listen to that's just all about climate change and sustainability. So love it. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? That we can make a world that's more sustainable and greener for all of us to live and thrive in for the next several centuries. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? Go out there, find something that you're passionate about, something that you would like to support in terms of sustainability, whether that be here on the Mama Earth podcast or on my Green Business Impact podcast. You know, find something to support, get passionate about it and find a way to help out. What is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? There's so many ways that the sustainability sounds hard, but it can be so much better for you, for your business, if they have a business or just for themselves. They can, you know, save money, save all sorts of things, um, save time by just going, you know, thinking more sustainably. So I like to, you know, challenge anybody to say like, even though it might, you might think of things being harder, nowadays it's become easier and easier and almost more of a no-brainer to be sustainable than actually choose the alternative option. And where can people actually find you? So you can find me up on LinkedIn or go to Green Business Impact. You can find Green Business Impact on my YouTube channel. Just type in Green Business Impact, one word, or you can go to Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast networks and type in the same and you can find me there. Awesome. And we are definitely going to link that up in our show notes as well. So our crazy birds can 
easily find you and everything that we spoke about today, all the links. Thank you so much, Billy, for being on the podcast. You've been an absolute amazing guest. And I'm looking forward for our crazy best to actually, you know, see more of your work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a blast being on here. Thank you so much for inviting me and being able, being able to feature me on your show. So thank you so much. You are most welcome. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the MamaEarthTalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes. So if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them? Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms And they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best way to get in contact with me would probably be a DM on Instagram. You can either send it to my personal, which is at Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast, which is at Mama Earth Talk. Or send me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday. So make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.